Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hello, and welcome back to Let Love Podcast. With the Sisters of Life, I'm Sister Marie Veritas. This is Sister Day, and it's wonderful to be with you today. It, it really is. I'm oh just goodness. so thrilled. 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 And what are we going to talk about today, sister? Well, it's, it's kind of exciting. Let love fill you. Ooh. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, a lot to, to unpack in this one. Wow. Yeah. I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But you know, sister, I wonder, um, before we get started, I have a bit of a confession to make. You do? Yeah. I have to tell you something. What? <laughs> well, I'm having a conversion. To what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know uh, on a, I just have to come clean. On a previous episode, I spoke of squirrels. Yes, I remember that very vividly. Yes. And again, my, I wouldn't say animosity, that's a strong word. But again, the squirrels in our neighborhood are troubled. And yep. and I've had some negative experiences. Yeah, and other sisters, and I can respect that. Okay. Yep. And I, I'm grateful for your understanding and your receiving yep. me. Yeah. But... To be honest, I am having a conversion. My heart has opened to a squirrel. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Yep. What happened? Yeah. Well, um, his name is Scraggles. Wow. And it really did. It, came, it was just, it kind of came out of my heart, like in a moment. Wow. And I knew his name was Scraggles. And again, I, this squirrel caught my eye because he was different than the other squirrels. Ah, uh, yes. And my heart was really moved with compassion because this squirrel scraggles highly unintelligent uh he was eating <laughs> he was eating leaves when i first saw him oh boy his mouth was stuffed with leaves which again i've seen squirrels with bagels and pizza and other things <laughs> squirrels in this neighborhood don't eat leaves and then the next time i saw him he was like gnawing on a giant stick and he looked confused and scraggly the other thing about Scraggles is that he looks like he's been dipped. Yes, I have seen him. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's got little squirrel pants on, because yeah. the bottom half of him is, like, light brown, reddish. Yes. And the top is gray. You've seen him? I have. It's like someone took him by the tail and, and dipped him, like a chicken nugget in ketchup yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the thing. It's like, I knew he was, this squirrel was struggling, and and he wasn't filling up on the good stuff. No. So the house rule here is no one is to feed the squirrels. No one. I never even thought about it. It's good for you. (laughs) Good for you, sister. But Scraggles is now my new duty area (laughs) and and I have been feeding him. And I've don't worry, I've come I've shared that with all his sisters and they all know. I've been transparent and and it's been beautiful just to just engage Scraggles in relationship. Um, he loves peanut M&Ms. Uh, he's buried them in various places. I see him getting stronger. <laughs> I, um, I gave him some stale leftover pancakes. He was all about it. Uh, and I do, I just feel like a new place is open in my heart. And, um, it's, you know, it's, none of us want to live rejecting no. other forms of life. No. Or life in general. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I... I'm just thrilled about this new beginning. That's amazing. I mean, it sounds like as, as Scraggles has been filled with good things, you have been filled with a new awareness of God's, <laughs> God's presence in other creatures. 
like like how I did that. that it's a nice great. connection. Yeah. Center. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it it actually has. It's been a delight in my heart. I can't wow. tell you how much I love that's seeing be- him. And that's beautiful. He is rather compelling and cute. I have yes, to say, he is highly unintelligent, which yes. somehow makes him more endearing. Definitely. Yeah, he's kind of like the chicken on Moana, or like the <laughs> the squirrel on Ice Age. You know. Oh yeah, I like that him kind of, a lot. <laughs> that kind of personality or temperament. Yes. Anyway. I love it, sister. Let love fill you. <laughs> Congratulations. And and I, I'm I'm on the train. Amen. <laughs> but I imagine maybe we uh, we should start with a prayer sure. and get focused. That sounds great. <laughs> Thanks for endearing my antics. Oh I love it. I'm so thrilled that you're on my team now. So uh, you wanna pray, sister? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we praise and thank you for your goodness, your blessing, and your mercy. Lord, we come to you with um, thirsty hearts. We ask you to fill us with your light and your love. Uh, Fill us to overflowing, Lord. We entrust ourselves, our families, all the needs and intentions of our heart to your heart. As we pray, Hail Mary. Full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray for us. May the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I love this reality, sister, because love wants to fill us yeah god is love Mm -hmm. and that's the reality Mm -hmm. that's god's only motive yeah is to be with us to fill us with his life and give us abundant life it's amazing and he has that he has nothing other for us it's no other motive no other i know what one priest says god god has no other ulterior motive isn't that powerful it's amazing well and we even read this in scripture yeah yeah. I mean, Isaiah 55, mm-hmm. one, invitation to the abundant life. I mean, it's the classic, but everyone who thirsts, come to the water. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. You know, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And I love this. He says, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Hearken diligently to me and eat what is good. And this is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> and delight yourself in fatness. Amen, sister. <laughs> Incline your ear and come to me here that your soul may live. Wow. It's powerful. He wants to fill us. He wants to fill us. God, we have a God not just of abundance, but super abundance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to lavish. Mm-hmm. I love this, right? Yes. This is where we don't diet. Um, delight yourselves in fatness, in the riches of his love. Mm -hmm. Or even in uh, Psalm 81, it says, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Wow. Wow. And again, as you were saying in Isaiah, it doesn't cost us anything. Mm -mm. Uh, Maybe it costs us turning our ear over to the Lord. Um, We have to come to him. We have to open our hands and our hearts Mm -hmm. to him. Um, But the gain, the benefit is being satisfied, Mm -hmm. is being filled and i think this is what we want to break open definitely and i think it's so real like when you're as you're speaking i keep thinking you know when we're honest um we can actually admit we're thirsty yes you know and we don't we don't like being thirsty we don't like that experience of 
of poverty in a sense. We, mm-hmm. we want to live filled up, but how often um, it can feel like so unattainable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Or even I know in a sense when I kind of am confronted with the wall of my own limitation or my poverty or my weakness or inability, whether that's emotional, psychological, uh, in intelligence, in capacity, in gifts, whatnot, um, I can be tempted uh, to to believe it's my fault, mm-hmm. like to blame myself um, and actually to get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet I always, I love stepping back uh, and it brings so much peace when I step back and just say, you know, just be real with it. Like, mm-hmm. and actually real with the reality that I am poor. Mm-hmm. I am poor. I'm a contingent being. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't and then I was. Wow. God created me. And and I depend on that source of life mm-hmm. at every moment. Um, scripture tells us, without me, you can do nothing. In a sense, God is gracious. He lets mm-hmm. us, um, I think, we can live thinking, Hey, uh, I've got this. This is it's all on me. When in truth, the abundant life that we desire uh, is claimed and received when we uh, when we depend, mm. when we're willing to lean on Him. And so, in a sense, just um, when I face my poverty, it's like, hey, Jesus, what do you want to do with that? Mm. You know. Um, that, and not to accuse myself again, anything smacks of blame or accusation, Mm. discouragement, condemnation, that's not of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, and to reject that and rather to say, Hey, Jesus, I'm poor. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. And that's why I came. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And I want to step in there with you and bring my life into that place. Uh, and in that it's like nothing we nothing in our lives mm-hmm. can steal our peace mm. um, or or separate us from God. Again, mm. that's St. Paul. I know this is a dare. This is a dare. Yeah. It's countercultural. But I think, yeah, I'm with you, sister. I'm thirsty, um, and I don't want to live that way. I want to live full. Yeah. I want those empty places, those empty cisterns, to be filled with God's love, like at the wedding of Cana. Yeah. Right? That's, and that's what we're made for. Mm. We're made to be filled, you know, and that experience of poverty or like I'm grumpy or I couldn't do this. or It's like that's all like uh, an indication to me. I need to be filled by God. Amen. We need love. Mm. Well, and sister, you nailed it in a sense. Our hearts as human persons, our hearts have this. Uh, someone once described it as this God shaped hole in our hearts. Yeah. Uh, Augustine said it, mm-hmm. our hearts are restless mm-hmm. until they rest in you, O Lord. Uh, we need God, mm-hmm. and we need his love mm-hmm. and life. Mm-hmm. So how do we tap into this? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I, I think first, like, even just to say, like, receiving, I think this might be John Corbon yes. from Wellspring of Worship, but he, he says something to the effect of the, the greatest thing the human person can do is receive God. Whoa. It's like, what? And it's, so it's like, that actually speaks to um, like the vessel of my heart. Mm. That's what I'm made for is mm-hmm. to receive, you know, and it's the most fruitful thing I can do. Um, and, and every moment it's like, love is there for me, you know, Isn't pouring that, himself out. Oh, it's beautiful sister. Yeah. Every moment love is there for you. Yeah. And, and looking back, it's like, uh, you know, it, it's, he, he always has been, mm. you know, like in your own life. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure even... No, it's it's actually, sister, I remember sitting with the Lord and reflecting on that reality, kind of walking through life um, and looking at my history, because actually we only truly know our history, we only truly understand our lives when we look through love and we look with love mm-hmm. and we allow um, love to bring meaning, the ultimate meaning mm-hmm. to every uh, event and piece and part of our journey um and what i have seen and borne witness to and i i think if you talk to any of the sisters or we'll we'll often talk about this that it was never that god wasn't there you know those places where oof those hard runs or whatnot it wasn't that god wasn't there what i what we recognize it was my own lack of freedom in receiving Mm -hmm. his love receiving uh, the gift of himself that he desired to bring. Mm-hmm. And then that's the cool part about prayer and and God. Yes, he's timeless. So we can always go back and welcome him in mm-hmm. and allow uh, memories and past to take on um, new meanings mm-hmm. um, and allow him to redeem those places. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like ultimately, I love that quote from Jean Corbon, mm-hmm. um, how do we expand our capacity to receive? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Receive love from God. Yeah, how do made, we do that? <laughs> it made me think of, when you were a kid, did you ever have those foam animals that you... They came in capsules. They came in capsules, and you put them in water. I love those things. Yeah. And then they Amazing. expanded. Thrilling. But then, like depending on the size of the container, they would expand really big. Mm-hmm. Like, so the bathtub. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome it's like 20 times 50 times the size yeah like alligators and it's like but it's like wow like how often do i put limits on my myself Mm -hmm. and my capacity to expand and receive Mm -hmm. to be filled with god's love you know it's like i'm a little foam animal and what kind of container am i letting myself be put in or you could think about saint philip neary (laughs) love him who's amazing he's one of my favorites actually he's amazing Mm -hmm. he's a patron saint of joy and i mean i want to be that too but it's like he um, he let the Holy Spirit fill him to the point that the, at when they did the autopsy after his death, like his heart had expanded three times its normal size. It actually broke his ribs. Incredible. And he had to walk around without a jacket on in wintertime because he was so hot, so full of the fire of God's love. And all that it would take for him to like help people come to Jesus, he would like take them like a hardened sinner and, and like press them against his chest and they would just melt and be like, Father, I want to go to confession. It was like, that was it. And why? Because he had let himself be filled. Isn't this powerful? Yeah. So this is what we're about. Yeah. And he became literally this fire of divine love. Yeah. It's amazing. It's Well, and it makes me think, Sister, because it's like when I think about if we're going to receive God more deeply and more freely into our lives, I think the first kind of move is slowing down Mm. is stopping you know i like to think of a car you know when i'm driving in a car i do have a bit of a lead foot i do (laughs) confess and it is you just want to eat up the road you want to keep going you don't want to stop and fill up you don't but if you don't stop Mm -hmm. you're gonna run out of gas and we all know what that looks like uh you're gonna get stuck on the side of the road bear whistling (laughs) (laughs) right it's not a good day no no uh and in that, I think spiritually, it's the same way mm-hmm. that uh, in truth, uh, to, ha- to grow the freedom to slow down, to stop, 
so that we can f- be filled, mm-hmm. so that we can receive. And I think actually there's a few little stepping stones mm-hmm. uh, or, or different things we can, I don't know if exercise is the right word, but just engage mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. towards this. Mm-hmm. And I remember when someone laid these little stepping stones out, uh, it was transforming for mm-hmm. me. Because uh, I, to be honest, I want to talk about leisure, celebration, and worship. Wow. And how they all kind of serve each other, grow each other, and help us ultimately uh, to receive God and His love in and through a life of prayer. Yes. But I want to break some of these open. Like yeah. leisure, and in a nutshell. Because leisure, I mean, just want to say, like leisure, when I first think I was like, what? How could <laughs> God want leisure? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like this, isn't that being lazy? Isn't mm. that... You know, a lot of things we can think about leisure, but totally. actually, it's a gift from God, and He desires it for us. Isn't it? No, I'm I'm totally on board. Okay, Joseph Pieper, mm-hmm. he's kind of the uh, expert on this. Uh, I, I highly recommend him. Uh, incredible philosopher, but he said this: unless we regain the art of silence and insight, the ability for non-activity. Okay, talk about a line. The ability for non-activity. Mm-hmm. Unless we substitute true leisure for our hectic amusements. We will destroy our culture and ourselves. Wow. Stakes are high. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. In a sense, leisure, what is that? It's like reading a book mm-hmm. in a hammock. It's going for a run without a watch. Mm-hmm. It's uh, taking a stroll with a friend and looking at the life mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stopping to smell the roses. Yeah. Um, in a sense, and it's not time out as much as it's time in to I, the deeper themes and threads of life around us. I love that, sister. Holy leisure. This is what God did on the seventh day. Yeah. He gazed upon all he had made, and he took joyous delight in it. It's amazing. It's, it's godly. It is. It's amazing. I love that time in, not time out. Amen. And it sounds like it's like doing what makes you feel like a kid again. Hmm. Like just that sheer delighting mm-hmm. in Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think it does repose you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in life giving places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can restore your innocence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and it's life giving. Yeah. Inflow of life comes. And it restores your vision too. Mm-hmm. I love that sister. It's, it, it really helps us. Mm-hmm. It changes everything mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. And it kind of leads to another friend. Celebration. You're good at this sister. <laughs> I love celebrating. But I love it because it's like Christians actually um, are yeah. called to live lives of celebration. Amen. Um, there's a great quote from one of, I think I mentioned him in the last episode, St. Theophane Venard, but he said mm. something to the effect of, be merry, be truly merry. The life of a Christian should be a perpetual uh, festivity, a prelude to the celebration of heaven. You know, it's That's like this. beautiful. But we're actually made for it. Um, and it's like the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's the gospel of life. Amen. You know? And it's, it's actually wired into us. It's stitched into our hearts, into our spirits, the spirit of celebration, you know? I know, right? Think about it. Birthday parties, mm-hmm. um, you know, wedding parties. There's tons of parties. A lot of parties. There's a tons. And, we, and I lo- we love it. Oh, yeah. We absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, life, it's worth celebrating. Yeah. Love. Yeah. It's worth celebrating. Yeah. Uh, I would love in Evangelium Vitae, the gospel of life. Mm-hmm. It says, In every child which is born and in every person who lives or dies, we see the image of God's glory. Mm. We celebrate this glory in every human being. 
a sign of the living God, an icon of Jesus Christ. Powerful. It is. That we have incredible gifts. My life is a gift. Your life is a gift. And that is something to celebrate. Yeah. Because of its its magnitude. It, it's a mystery. It is. You are a mystery, sister. Yes. A wondrous <laughs> mystery of God. Thank you. It's that, true. It's, it's powerful. <laughs> it is. Well, and even, I would say, celebration for the Christian, yeah, it's it's infused into our daily lives, or at least it should be, mm-hmm. right? Even in the way that we're animated to, um, in and through our daily lives, to live with self-giving love, yeah, uh, to live in gratitude for the gift of the person uh, beside us, the one who's within arm's reach of us, to let our whole lives be a song of praise to God. Mm-hmm. And that we have this capacity in good times and in bad, Evangelium Vitae, again, he says, despite its hardships, its hidden mysteries, its suffering, and its inevitable frailty, life is a most beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. a marvel ever new and moving, an event worthy of being exalted in joy and glory. Mm. And I think we know that's true deep in in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we yearn for it, you know? Mm. And and also, too, it it kind of smacks up against what, the culture says too because it's how often so many of us feel like guilty celebrating mm. or like I shouldn't be celebrated or but I just want to say right now and I want to say to every every single person listening I want to say to you who are listening you are worthy of celebration amen and I'm going to say it again you are worthy of celebration amen and actually you're made for it mm-hmm. you know and I think this really was brought home to me um at our Sacred Heart of Jesus convent in mm-hmm. Manhattan, where uh, I had the great gift of living for two years, one of those with you. Yes. Um, but I remember one of the guests, uh, so this convent um, is where we, um, some of the women who are pregnant uh, live with us for a time during their pregnancy and for mm-hmm. a time after. And we make have this practice of celebrating everything. So it's like birthdays, feast days, finding out the sex of the baby, one month threes, you know, like (laughs) everything you can imagine, baptisms, everything. We party. But I remember one guest saying to me, she said, sister, all my bad birthdays, all my bad Christmases have been made up for in this year. Wow. You know, and and just the power of of celebrating another and receiving yourself mm-hmm. as worthy of celebration. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. And, and like, watch out. I, would, I mean, I would say put your spiritual seatbelt on, mm-hmm. actually. And, um, yeah, make a point of, of, of celebrating. Amen. True celebration, you know. Well, it fills us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It fills us and restores us. Yeah. It orients us to uh, what is true, what yeah. is good, um, in myself and in others mm-hmm. around me. Mm-hmm. I think it's healing. Mm-hmm. It's um, healing. It spurs the, the gratitude to, to bubble up into in our hearts, you know? Amen. And a letting go of life, kind of a letting go of, of in the sense of, a letting go of, of needing to control everything, mm. but, but letting go enough to celebrate. Yes. You know? It opens us up. Mm-hmm. Well, even to think about, you know, the surprise birthday parties or the the different ways that um, people have celebrated you and how meaningful that is. Mm-hmm. The gifts that that ushers into the heart. It's food. Mm-hmm. It, again, it fills us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Authentic celebration and celebrating those things, life and love, um, the greatest gifts that we have mm-hmm. and have been entrusted to us mm-hmm. by God. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think, again, 
leisure, holy leisure, mm-hmm. and celebration, mm-hmm. authentic celebration, uh, orients us, and it may be surprising, in a posture of true, authentic worship. Mm. And in a sense, we're made to worship yeah. uh, the human person, you know, to offer ourselves back to ultimately the one alone who's worthy of our worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, an, one of the greatest acts, one of the greatest things we can participate in is to praise and celebrate and affirm what is most true, most good, mm-hmm. most beautiful, which is God. And in a sense, this practices us for what we're going to be doing, God willing, for all eternity. Yeah. Eternal celebration and communion with God. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, and it's it's actually like us willing, like if we're willing, like God's willing it, but are we willing it? You yes. know, do we will to let ourselves into the party? Amen. You know? Amen. <laughs> and it's like he said, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what he has prepared for those who love him. And it's like how often in scripture, he, it's like the, the image of the wedding feast of of the wedding feast. You know, mm. he's inviting us to the wedding feast, to a party, mm. to a celebration. And you know, but we will become, you know, and, uh, I love that, and sister. we can start now. We can start now. Well, and even to think too, I remember someone said this to me once, we all worship mm-hmm. someone. We all worship something. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, is it worthy yeah. of our worship? Yeah. Because in truth, God alone. Yeah. And when we orient ourselves towards God and we hold him in that place, mm-hmm. we're spared um, from things that are empty, the mm-hmm. worship of false gods, right? And I think we can all give ourselves away to things too easily, mm-hmm. whether that's objects, pastimes, amusements, um, relationships that can't possibly hold mm-hmm. the glorious, sacred, created in the image and likeness of God, gift that is you and that is me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't worship the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. if we don't worship Jesus, it's like it's going to leak out in all the wrong ways mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's because that's what we're made for and it, mm-hmm. it just kind of leaks out and you know <laughs> <laughs> well and it leads to a life of of grasping after other things right or i think this is where yeah you know we can we can uh, fill up on stuff that ultimately doesn't satisfy mm-hmm. uh, it lets us down and leaves us more empty and more thirsty mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right most ultimately all these little stepping stones lead us into a dynamic mm-hmm. relationship uh, with God, which is ultimately this life of prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And prayer, it's like, what is prayer? I mean, this could be and probably will be a whole other episode, but <laughs> but just to touch on it, like, what is prayer? Prayer is relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Prayer is not about doing something. It's about being with someone, capital S, you know. Um, and it's like, think of when you're in relationship with someone, you know, here (laughs) like what do you do with them it's like you take time with them you listen there's like an exchange of hearts you're being with them sometimes you're just sitting in silence with them and it's like that's actually what god wants yeah that's relationship you know and letting ourselves be loved in that Mm. um and i think as you're saying you know it's just like prayer is like taking time every Mm. day um to talk to him like really talk to him I, i i've spoken to a lot of people and um this is a a kind of a new concept for them i think often especially as catholics we can think that prayer is just the hail mary or prayer is just the our father Mm -hmm. or prayer is just listing off my intentions that i need to to say you know and that is prayer but actually 
what's the nugget, what's the heartbeat of prayer is that deep encounter of intimate conversation of love. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like you're talking about bringing it to him, all that stuff and telling him everything. Amen. You know, and then listening to him, asking him, like you're saying, what is he going to do about it? Letting that, that dialogue flow. But it does. It requires us willing to open ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that requires silence. It requires stillness. It requires slowing down. Uh, stepping into the one-to-one um, conversation. Uh, finding some time for solitude. Um, and then drinking. Mm-hmm. Allowing, giving yourself permission to receive from a God who loves to give. He yeah. loves to give. He loves it. It's his favorite. It's his favorite. It's what he wants to do. It's yeah, God is love. God is love. <laughs> or even St. Francis um, de Sales. He would describe prayer as ultimately, I think we live in this constant doom and gloom. Like, if I'm receiving consolation and receiving love, like, we don't, rather than just receive and rest in it, we freak out that it's going to stop, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it's like, I know. I better put yeah. this in a Ziploc and freeze it and because yeah. the desolation is coming back. Yeah. Actually, God, and I love St. Francis de Sales for this, he describes prayer as being like a little honeybee. Mm-hmm. And what do honeybees do? They fly to a flower and they drink and they pull all the nectar out of that flower. And then what do they do? They go to the next flower and they pull all the sweetness mm-hmm. and the nectar out of that flower. And and actually God loves leading us in this way, mm-hmm. in our lives of prayer. Um, not to say that there isn't uh, times of testing or desolation or trial, but ultimately all is giving way. And um, and ultimately God is always loving us. Yeah. And it's the deeper question is how? Mm-hmm. And then being generous in uh, availing ourselves to the gift that he's desiring to give. Mm-hmm. I love that, sister. I love that. And it's like, and he, it's like he wants to fill us with, uh, with his peace. That's what he says right mm-hmm. after the resurrection. You know, peace. And that abundance, that overspilling life, right? Um, and we want it, and God wants it mm-hmm. more, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it brings me just the image, just that ultimately it's actually shocking and I think partly it's shocking because of the prayer that's often attributed to St. Francis. Lord, make me a channel of your peace. Mm. But actually, um, in a way, we're actually called to be reservoirs, not channels. Uh, tell me more. I love, it, love, love, love that concept. It is. And it's, it's a little bit shocking. But um, there's a great quote from St. Um, Bernard of Clairvaux. Uh, he said, The man who is wise, therefore, will see his life as more like a reservoir than a canal. The canal simultaneously pours out what it receives. The reservoir retains the water till it is filled, then discharges the overflow without loss to itself. Again, get this. This is what it's like. What? Love it. Uh, Then he says, Today there are many in the church who act like canals. The reservoirs are far too rare. You must learn, too, to await this fullness before pouring out your gifts. Do not try to be more generous than God. Bam. I love it. It kind of turns a lot on its head, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that receiving mm-hmm. and that it's okay to receive. And actually, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do. You know? In a sense, we're supposed to make a total gift of our lives, but by, but remaining full of life mm-hmm. in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Uh God doesn't want us to be dry, empty, cracked pots. No. He's actually, he wants 
our his life and our life to be totally one, mm-hmm. to be overflowing, overflowing, opulent, yes, luxurious, yes, uh, totally overspilling. Mm-hmm. And Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, he was a spiritual genius. Mm-hmm. Again, this is I think one of his great gifts uh, to the spiritual life is this concept mm-hmm. uh, and living like a reservoir. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you see it in scripture, you know, like you think of Jesus and the multiplication of the loaves, you know, five barley loaves and two fish. And then they had 12 baskets. It's like... What's going on? Fragments. It's like, it was like way excessive, yeah. but he's not actually. It's like the an image, a true image, a true reality of the excessive goodness of God. Yes. The excessive love of God. Um, or, you know, in, in uh, I mean, the Eucharist. Mm. It's like... He made himself edible, wow. actually, <laughs> wow. to, so that he couldn't bear to be any further from us than in us. Gosh. It's amazing, it's you know, amazing. to fill us completely with himself, you know. And, and where did this come from? It's like his um, total self-gift, yes. you know, out of, uh, to love us. There's that great... Um, line from there's a famous song that this all the sisters we love so yes. much uh, great silence reigns i think in latin it's vexilla regis mm. yep vexilla regis but it says his life and love now flood the world and he's like there's no bars hold no holds barred no amen <laughs> no holds barred like he floods everything isn't that bar- so it's like being like one of those little capsules like letting the flood of his love melt that capsule mm-hmm. so that I can expand mm-hmm. and be filled mm-hmm. and become mm-hmm. uh, most fully uh, alive yeah. in his love. Yeah. Well, even to break this down, I am thinking about who embodied this. And two examples come to my mind. St. John Vianney. Mm-hmm. You know, to think he, from what I understand, you know, they kind of stuck him out in a rural country parish uh he might not have been the brightest guy or whatnot mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile he sat and adored the lord mm-hmm. received his love was filled so full and overflowing that literally thousands upon thousands of souls of people mm-hmm. started making pilgrimage to mm-hmm. this obscure parish mm-hmm. uh in france and um one of the holiest, holiest of priests, yeah. an, an icon, I think, of diocesan priesthood. Yeah. Um, and uh, incredible. Yeah. And nothing could shake him or empty him. Like, no. and there's this one story, I don't know if you heard it, when there's this petition, they, somebody started a petition and was sending it around that John Vianney should be kicked out of the parish because he was not smart and not a good priest. Oh, no. And so, <laughs> mercy. Yeah. And so this petition went around and it came to him. It came to John Vianney. You're kidding. And he signed it. <laughs> <laughs> humble, like, too. Yeah, humble. And when it, But then when it finally got to the bishop, he's looking through all the signatures, and he saw that John Vianney signed it, and he's like, this man is a saint. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, nothing could shake him because he had been filled. Unbelievable. You know, I, I just love that story. Well, and he transformed people, people's lives. Like, yeah. what God did through yeah. St. John Vianney. I think, or even a more modern-day example, which it's kind of funny he comes to mind, but bear with me. Mr. Rogers. I love 
love Mr. Rogers. Oh He's one of my new heroes. <laughs> well, again, I'm having a conversion. This is my day of conversion. Yes. Because I totally wrote Mr. Rogers off when I was seven or eight. And yet uh, I, I did recently watch the video. And then I've been doing just some research on this man's life. I have been blown away. Mm. This man, he was, I think, a Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. He um, was a Presbyterian minister, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, spent over 30 years uh, in television. Now, any person who's spent even uh, 30 days in television, usually it's a tough environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's a hard place to stay pure of heart and stay focused and, uh, you know, not kind of find your way into confusion. Meanwhile, 30 years, and Mr. Rogers um, was totally who he was. I think he was one of the most sincere people, as far as I can perceive, mm-hmm. uh, I've ever come across. Mm-hmm. And even he spent the first um, hours of his day um, in prayer. You know, he kept this routine. He looked to receive God's love. Even this man was thrilled that he weighed 143 pounds because it to him that was God's way of saying I love you. Uh, one I four it, translation love you three. <laughs> I mean, and one would say this man was simple, or um, you know naive, or or whatever accusations you could place on him. But this, when he received his lifetime achievement award mm-hmm. on television, I mean, superstars all over the place, and here's Mr. Rogers totally pure of heart Mm -hmm. and he's like let's take 15 seconds of silence Mm -hmm. to remember those people in our lives those special people who have loved us into being who have helped us become who we are who have cared about us wanted the best for us in life i mean everyone in the room was crying Mm -hmm. was totally melted by the purity Mm -hmm. of this man's heart of his faith of his fidelity to uh, to receiving God's love and allowing that to overflow and overspill into his life and into, I mean, he he raised the generations of kids yeah. um, who came to know their worth and dignity through, you know, the sensitivity and reverence in which uh, he kind of conducted his show. So, again, surprising, but even the movie, uh, we were we saw the, yeah, the movie with Tom Hanks. So- it really is. It really is. And it's and it's so compelling, actually, because it's... Um, you actually see, I mean, in the movie, but also in, the, I think, the documentary, he's a man of prayer. Like, mm. he, woke, he woke up at, I think, 4.30 every day, at least, to pray for two hours mm. before he went swimming, you know? Like, he... Um, a real contemplative. Like, there's that quote. He said the most important part of his book was the space between the lines. Because wow. it gave you time to think about what was written. It's powerful. It's like this is a man who lived full and constantly let himself be filled. Amen. You know, and how much that's what we desire. That's what we desire. And nothing can do it. Like the social media, the video, the whatever, shopping. It's not going to do it. It's not going to cut it. Only God. We're made for more. We're made for him. Whoa. Well, sister, before we go. Before we go. What do you think? Yeah. You know, I... Before we go, my thought would be to ask Jesus, Lord, show me what I have filled my life with. Mm. Um, and he'll be very gentle. Mm-hmm. He's so gentle. He's so kind. But just, it's almost like a, um, 
a request for light, mm. you know, for an awareness of Jesus. What have I filled my heart with? What have I filled my life with? Mm. And then Jesus speak into that. Amen. You know, just a simple, yeah, simple challenge. I love it, sister. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can't wait to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would I would offer before we go, um, taking 10 minutes in some point this week, uh, 10 minutes, and maybe a peaceful park bench where there's a nice view. Um, you know, some of my best prayer is, is sitting on a park bench at this end of this beautiful trail that overlooks the water and just being silent Mm. just being silent and ask for the grace to simply receive Mm. god's love as it is uh, with and for you in the moment Mm -hmm. Um, but 10 minutes of silence that's great i'm gonna do that too (laughs) (laughs) that's great oh praise god it's so good to be with you sister good to be with you sister do you want to close us in a prayer i'd love to in the name of the father and the son the holy spirit amen father we uh abandon our minds and our hearts and our souls we entrust them to your love and to your care we give you permission uh to love us We ask for the grace to receive your love uh, in every piece and part of our heart, in every level and layer of our lives. We ask for light to see where you desire to come uh, most deeply or most uh, presently. And uh, we, we ask for the grace to turn over those places to you that you desire to love us. We thank you ahead of time for your care. We thank you for loving us. And uh, we just thank and praise you ahead of time for all your blessings. As we say, glory be to the Father, to the the Son, Son, and to to the the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. God bless you all. We're praying for you. And it's so good to be with you. Good to be with you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.